0: Hey guys, my name is Robbie Rawls, and I'm helping with the music team here at Riverwalk Church. We would like to thank you for being a part of this online campus with us, and we hope that we be able to connect with you and to grow with you through your journey. If you have any prayer requests or anything that you want to talk with us at all, please reach out to us at riverwalkchurch.com. We would love to be able to talk with you. And again, I hope you enjoy the service. Hey everyone, welcome back to Riverwalk Church's online campus experience. We are so excited that you're here. Uh, Today is week four in our sermon series called This is Home. This is a four-week series talking about Luke chapter 15 and the characters that are a part of it. Now, I, I've been telling you for the last three weeks that that we have three main characters in this story. Three characters that we're talking about, but to be honest, there's five. Five. Let's go with five. Do the math and comment if I'm right about that. Okay. All right, so five characters that we're talking about, but let's recap Luke chapter 15. Luke 15 is three parables. Uh, One is about a sheep that is lost, and the shepherd leaves his flock to go after the one. Okay. The second parable is about a lady who lost her coin in her house, and she tore apart her house looking for this lost coin. And when she found it, she threw a party, and everyone celebrated. So it must not have been a penny. Okay, so anyways, she found the coin, they partied. The third story is about the prodigal son. What happened here? The prodigal son goes to his father, says, Father, give me my inheritance. Huge, huge request. So the the father had to give away his property, right? Had to give two-thirds to the older son, had to give one-third to the younger son. And so the son takes his inheritance, huge embarrassment, a lot happened there with his father. So he takes this and goes on uh, to a far country and he blows it all. Right? Uh, he loses all of his money and he had to find a job because there was a famine that happens. And he had to find this job. So he gets a job feeding pigs. He's a pig feeder. And uh, so he's Feeding pigs, he's sitting there watching pigs eat. He's hungry. He hasn't eaten, and it says that he's looking at the pigs' food uh, and he's getting jealous of them, right? And uh, so he's sitting there, and he comes to his senses, and he says, uh, "The servants in my father's house house has bread." So he is saying that even the servants have it better than I do right now. Humbling moment. So he 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 devises this plan. To go to the father and say father i'm no longer worthy to be your son allow me be a servant let me repay the debt that i caused you help me make this right and so he starts back home and his father sees him walking from a ways and it says that the father goes and he runs out to the son and the son starts going on with hey uh uh, I've sinned, I've I've done this, I'm no longer worried to be your, your son. And the father's like, yeah, 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 okay. So then he calls to his servants and he says, servants, go get the robe and go get the ring and, and go get his sandals. And, and he restores his son back to where he was before he left. And so he throws this whole big party, right? And the older brother looks and says, Uh, what's going on there? So the older brother comes and he asks a servant. The servant goes, hey, listen, your brother who was dead is back. He's alive. He's being restored to the family. And so the older brother got real happy, right? No, no, he didn't. He got real angry. And he goes to the father, and he gives the father a piece of his mind. He says, this son of yours ran off, and he blew his inheritance with this uh, wicked living. And the uh, son uh, is upset because of the great cost that it cost the son, the older brother, the great cost it cost him to have his brother restored. So then uh, the father pleads with the older brother to come back in, but the older brother, we don't know what happens because Jesus cuts the story off right there, right? Just cuts the story. We don't know if he gets restored, uh, if he uh, forgives his brother. We don't know if he forgives the father. We just know that he, he ends the story with the older brother being very angry. So... Uh, week one, we talked about the house the boys had. We talked about an overview of uh, each character, uh, the three. Um, so this week uh, we're going to talk about the father. But let's look at the, the brothers one more time, a little bit deep, a little bit deeper than what, what I just did. But uh, you have the prodigal who was prideful, arrogant. Um, he was a go-getter. He was a decision-maker. He knew what he wanted. He he wasn't afraid to ask for it, right? He goes, he's humbled, and then he's restored. The younger brother thought that his works could make him good enough to be back in father's house. Then you have the older brother who felt like because of the works that his goodness, that justified him being in the, the, the presence of his father being in this home. Both of them were lost because both of them loved the father's stuff more than the father. Both of them used the father to get what they wanted from the father, right? Um, the son, the, the prodigal wanted freedom and wealth, so he went to the father and got it and left the father not caring what it cost the father, not caring that it tore the father apart. But the older brother, uh, he just cared about the wealth of the family and not about the father. The older brother didn't want the younger brother back in his family. He would rather him still be distant and gone than have to spend his inheritance on this brother. Both of them loved the father's stuff more than the father. So this week, we're going to talk about the father. What I love through this story is the patience that the father possesses. When the prodigal comes to the father and says, give me my inheritance, this wasn't like he could just Venmo or cash app the uh, wire transfer, the prodigal son, his money. He had to sell his property, so this was a longer, um, longer uh, drawn-out process than than just giving him an inheritance. It, it involved the the father to have you know humiliation in the community. Um, uh, it caused the father to, to to his heart to be like pulled apart. But he was patient with the prodigal. He didn't get angry. At the prodigal, when he asked for his inheritance, to 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 do this insult right right to him, but he was he was patient. He was uh, calm about it. We we see the patience that the father has with the older brother. That he could have been very upset with the older brother. He could have caused this scene about the older brother. He could have, but he was patient. And he was kind as both boys were processing what was going on in their lives. The father loved his sons. This is so interesting. and I want you to hear what I'm about to say. Both boys loved their father's stuff more than the father. But the father loved both sons more than his stuff. He loved his sons more than his wealth. He loved his sons more than his reputation. He loved each son tremendously. Paul's this God loves you more than anything else. God loves you. The Father's love for you is unconditional unending. And quite frankly, it doesn't make sense sometimes. He didn't care what was going on with his sons. He wanted to be in their presence, and he wanted them in the family, and he wanted them to be close to him because he loved both of them. He was literally willing to lay down his life for his sons. I've been saying this through it. When, when the son the prodigal son came to the father and asked for his inheritance, he had to give both of the uh, both of his boys the inheritance. So the older brother got two-thirds. the younger brother got one, so the father laid down everything so that you and I could be in his presence. He laid down everything so that we could see his love for us. The Father is being patient with you. He's being patient with me. He loves you completely. And He's wanting for you to come home. And He's eager to be with you. And He's wanting to be loved by you. He doesn't want us loving His stuff. Listen for 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 church people, right? For people that we already understand this. Like like he doesn't want us to love him so that we could go to heaven. He doesn't want us to love him so that we could be blessed. He doesn't want us to love him so that we could be healed in our bodies. He wants us just to love him, right? And not his stuff. And that's the challenge, right? That that that's what it's calling us to do is as gospel believing Uh, Christians, we have got to love Him just to be with Him. we got to obey Him just so we can uh, uh, be with Him. We, We obey Him to be loved by Him and to love Him. We don't obey Him so that we can have His stuff, right? The love is the Father. The love of the Father is unconditional. It's unending. Quite frankly, it doesn't make sense. But it's here for you, and it's here for me. So let's count this. We talked about the prodigal, the older brother, and the father. Who's left for us to talk about in this story? The crowd, right? Jesus is telling parables, and it's drawn this crowd around him, and it's made of tax collectors, Sinners, and it's made of religious leaders and Pharisees, right? So, so listen to what, what I'm saying here. The prodigal was a sinner. The older brother was a Pharisee. Sinners, religious. And what Jesus was trying to tell these groups of people is that they were both lost and both far from home. Both groups, this is so funny, we hear this story of redemption and grace and mercy, and and it causes us to cry at the goodness of God and and the mercy of the Father. But but in the culture of this time, that wasn't quite the sentiment that the religious leaders had. It It may have been with the sinners, but the religious people here, it bothered them. It angered them. It challenged the religious leaders in this time. And this is so interesting to me, that what Jesus was saying was that everything that they knew about how to approach God was wrong. And Jesus wanted to tell the picture of how we approach God. And it's not in our goodness, and it's not in our lostness, but it is in His goodness. We approach God in His goodness, in His mercy, and in His love. The prodigal son wanted to find out who he was by going away from the father. The the older brother wanted to get away from the father because of his goodness, that he felt like he was good enough. He never sinned. He never disobeyed the father. He never threw a party. So he felt like he was better than the father at this point. So Jesus called this crowd together and He was saying, listen, the right way to approach God is in His goodness, in His mercy, and in His love. He was challenging the lost to come home. He was challenging the church to come home. He was challenging these groups to examine themselves and the relationship that they had with the Father. Okay. So prodigal, older brother, father, the crowd around them. Now, who's the last person that, that Jesus is talking to? Can you guess it? It's us. Us, Listen, Jesus ends this story open and without a conclusion. Because he wants you to examine yourself and to see where you are in this story. So I want to ask you this. Where? are you in this story? Can you relate to the father? Can you relate to the prodigal? Can you relate in this moment to the older brother? Let's do something. Let's reflect on this for just a moment. Where do you see yourself in this story? Listen, Jesus shows us three things that we need to do to return home. The past three, four weeks, we've been building the story to get to this point. How do we return home? first thing that that Jesus is showing us in this story is that we have to hear the initiating love of the Father. He initiated his love when he ran out to embrace his lost son. He initiated his love when he walked out of the party to be with his lost son, right? Right? The prodigal, he ran to the road because he was lost. The older brother, he initiated his love. When he walked out of that party to be with his other lost son. So how has God, how has Jesus, been initiating the love of the Father? Has He been stirring your heart for this moment? Have you been listening for the last three weeks? wondering where you were in this story. Maybe you uh, found this YouTube, Spotify, maybe you found this Facebook page by accident. But that was the way the Father was initiating the love for you. So number one, we hear the initiating love of the Father. Second way we return home is that we repent. Of our sins and for our goodness we repent for leaving the father and choosing to do this alone and then we repent of why we chose to be good and if that reason isn't because we love the father we need to repent of them that our motives weren't pure We loved him because of what he could do for us. We loved him to get what we wanted from him. So, how do we return home? The first thing we hear the initiating love of the Father. The second thing we do is we repent of our sins and our goodness. The third thing we do is we must be melted and moved by the cost to bring us home. If you watched last week's sermon, we talked about the cost, what it costs for the prodigal son to be restored. That that it costs the father, it costs the older brother a great, a great amount. Then we talked about how Jesus was the proper older brother and that he bore that cost upon him when he died on Calvary. So sometimes, church, we have to remember that we left. We chose to do our own thing. We chose to be sinful. And Jesus says, I love you. And I'm willing to lay down my life so that you can live. I think sometimes it's easy to forget that. But for us to return home to the Father, we've got to be moved and melted by what it costs for us to be where we're at today. So if you're watching this today, do you hear, do you feel, the stirring in your spirit of the Father calling you to come home? Are you willing to repent of your sins and your goodness? And do you understand the price that it cost so that you could be in love? To Jesus, I want to pray with you, Lord. I love you, and I thank you, God, that right now this opportunity, God, you are initiating your love, God, and coming home isn't just for lost people, God, but it's for saved people. It's for church people, God. That I think we have to be humbled as the older brother and younger brother were both challenged to become humble, God, we have got to be humble and to understand that daily we need to examine our lives, examine our motives, because you paid a great price. And God, it's never about how good we are, but it's about you dying. So God, for everyone listening who may have never uh, before chosen to be a believer, a follower of you, God, as they're watching this, God, they're feeling the stirring in their heart. They're feeling something inside their spirit right now, God. And I pray that the love, of the Father, the love of Jesus fills their hearts and soul where they're at, Jesus. God, and for people who... May be a believer who are watching this. God, help our hearts to be melted and moved by the price that it costs that we could be where we're at. God, I love you. I thank you that, God, you have called everyone watching, everyone listening, to be part of this journey with us. So, God, help us to bond together as we walk this journey together. Jesus' name, amen. Hey, what an exciting word. What an exciting word. Listen, if you're watching this, if you're listening to this and you felt something in your spirit, you feel that Father's love, why don't you message us? Because we're on this journey together. Your journey starts here. Your journey starts now. We want to walk it with you. We love y'all and thank you so much. Hey, everybody. I hope you enjoyed that service. Thank you for joining us on our online campus. We hope to continue to connect with you each and every week. Again, if you have anything that you want to talk about, any prayer requests that you need, please feel free to reach out to us at riverwalkchurch.com. Again, thank you guys. We love you.